The way we consume and share news today, it is largely rooted in social media outlets, a reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online. From the hottest issues to trends for our daily social media minute, we're joined by Yerika in the studio. Good morning. Good morning. Is it a good morning? It was kind of hectic for you on your yeah. way to work. Um, I was actually in a bus uh, full of commuters and uh, I was actually listening to the radio that was being played in the bus and it was my friend. I was like, oh, that's that's Yonja. I haven't heard her in a while. And uh, she was actually delivering the news about the latest updates about right, right. North Korea. Hello, Yonja, the competitor. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then the, the, the alert goes off. And All at once. And you can see oh, how the entire scary. bus ride or yeah. the commuters are reacting. Yeah, right? it's unnerving. It, it is actually, yeah. absolutely unnerving. Uh, we, As we clarified, um, at least the evacuation emergency mm-hmm. message seemed to be a false alarm. But yep. we'll definitely have more updates on the speculated reconnaissance satellite mm-hmm. as we get them. Yerika, thanks for joining us. Of course. Let's jump into our first buzzword of the day. The local government's appeal to young generations through, what else? YouTube. I mean, means of communication has changed, so you have to keep up with the times, it seems. That's right. So um, what's happening is it seems like a growing number of local governments are trying to capture the hearts of the younger citizens by creating um, YouTube content uh, that reflect the tastes of the younger generations. Is anyone else cringing just a little bit? I mean, you applaud the attempt, but just the fact that it's like dad's trying to be cool. Mom's trying to be cool. And it just never works. A little bit. But you've got to applaud the effort where at least they want to keep up and at least try to engage the younger voters Mm -hmm. out there. The videos created by local governments for their YouTube channels are not exactly known for (laughs) their fun content. No, no. They tend to be mostly promotional (laughs) videos, policy videos that that are, you know, rather formal and rigid in style. Mm. Um, it's it's really no wonder that people until now have not really been paying that much attention. Mm. Um, however, there seems to be a, a wind of change. Some of these local governments have recently begun producing videos in... Uh, I don't know. There's a little bit more character okay. uh, to these videos. And again, the attempt is to appeal to the younger generation. I remember a few months ago, actually, now it's mm. been a year, I took part in in one of these kinds of YouTube contents. Mm-hmm. And the idea was to ensure that everyone knew about the policies in a fun manner, as you've said, mm. right? And we all had to dress up like Sherlock Holmes so uh-huh. we can look for policies, see where the cheese begins. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> Naturally, I too cringe because I'm somewhere in the middle of young versus old yeah. generation. And I'm I'm still young enough to say that's not going to work, my friends. Hey, they're trying. <laughs> they're really, really yeah. trying. I think that's the highlight of the story. So who is leading this change? Yeah, so um, young public servants um, are <laughs> the creative driving force behind these new content. Uh, they often actually feature in the videos <laughs> themselves. Uh, the trend started after um, the YouTube channel operated by Chungju City in mm. Chungcheongbuk-do province gained a lot of attention uh, on the back of these uh, creative and humorous video content created by a public servant named Kim Sante. He is 36 years old. And uh, since 2019, he's created more than 200 video clips, uh, including the the now 
famous coffin dance mm. from uh, 2020, which uh, promoted social distancing rules <laughs> during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the video has generated more than 8.5 million views. Look at that. Yes. Uh, now, uh, if you are not familiar with what a coffin dance is, you might have heard of it. Uh, it's it's Chungju City's version of mm. a popular internet meme mm. based on the works by the dancing pallbearers mm. from Ghana. Okay, so there were of the time. Yep. And, and I think this works. So sometimes it works better than others, mm-hmm. I'm gathering. <laughs> it looks like Chungju City's YouTube channel has actually accumulated quite a few subscribers over the years. Yeah. I mean, the coffin dance uh, well, it's homage funny. is just one of the many videos they have. I, I, I watched it over and over again yesterday because it's so <laughs> bad, but that's what makes it so funny. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's what you need. That's yeah. what makes it so humorous. Yeah. And I'm sure the other videos are valiant in its efforts. It's not too. sophisticated at all. If you go online and check it's it out. Rough yeah, it's edges. like a home video. But anyways, <laughs> uh, Chungju City's YouTube channel now has more than 360,000 subscribers, mm. which, by the way, is more than the city's 210,000 population and is also more than the 183,000 subscribers to the YouTube channel operated by the Seoul Metropolitan Government. Okay, so Seoul City, maybe you should be taking notes. Yes, yes. Uh, there is something to be said about it. Maybe the audience you want to address on your YouTube channel is a little bit different yeah. from the more serious sit-down mm-hmm. talks. I don't know, in news magazine shows and yeah. whatnot. You just need to address different audiences and different right. tactics. Now, perhaps our local governments can <laughs> nay from, uh, take note from Chungju, not just Seoul. Yeah, in fact, they are actually. For example, uh, Gangsogu District in Seoul has become the first local government to introduce a virtual YouTuber. Mm. Uh, the, the district uses uh, this rather outspoken virtual character uh, created from its mascot named Seromi mm. in some of uh, its video clips. Uh, the first video that features this virtual character generated 149,000 views, also attracted a lot of positive responses from district residents. Mm. Um, again, a young public servant who has been working there for three years came up with this idea mm. of adopting this virtual YouTuber. Uh, Yongju Shi in Gyeongsangbukdo province is doing something similar to promote its local specialty ginseng. Gained a lot of popularity among young viewers, and uh, the video quickly went viral through various social network, uh, you know, uh, social media platforms. Uh, the city of Daegu also presented a parody of the crime noir film New World on its YouTube channel. And Busan City's channel delivers local news in the local dialect in an attempt to break from, you know, the... The, the usual format. The formal dialect yeah. used mostly on news programs, That's right. right? I mean, we have the go-to standard in mm-hmm. spoken Korean, but there are several different dialects, and that's really fun. Yep, yep. Just check it out, guys. <laughs> All right, on to our second story of the day. So we've talked about romance scams on the program before, and now there's more research trying to understand who is most vulnerable. That's right. A recent study conducted by Korea University shows that a majority, an overwhelming majority, of people who fall victim to the so-called romance scams in South Korea are women 
um, under the age of 40. Mm. Uh, romance scams is where a scammer basically manipulates the victim mm. by abusing his or her affection mm. and trust. So an analysis of crime reports filed to the National Police Agency between January and June of last year showed that 71% of victims in a total of 280 crimes categorized as romance scams for female and by age 52% that's more than half of the victims were in their 20s and 35% were in their 30s. Okay so of course we have to try to take a look at the correlation Mm. between these research data. It might imply that more 20s and 30s are online than those in their 40s and 50s utilizing these sort of resources to meet new people I suppose. But I mean the fact that a certain age group and a certain gender is more vulnerable should tell us how should we tackle mm-hmm. this going forward? Yep. The results might not be surprising if you use logic. Those in their 30s are younger. Uh, they're used to, I suppose, socializing yeah. online. Uh, they're more prone to becoming target romance scams. So let's try to clarify. Mm-hmm. What kind of scams are we specifically talking about here? Again, more than half, 55% of these romance scams were related to foreign currency exchange Uh, followed by payment by proxy and cryptocurrency. So these scammers try to lure the victims into sending them money and usually large sums of money abroad. Uh, The scammers would most frequently contact their victims through Instagram, followed by dating apps like Whippy and Tinder. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the National Intelligence Service, the accumulated amount of damage from these romance scams in the first half of 2022 was 2.5%. Eight million dollars, which was larger than the amount for the entire year of 2021 at uh, $758,000. Okay, so they're targeting more people yep. or more people are falling victim That's right. to these romance scams. Are, are there laws in South Korea to prevent such crimes from taking place in the first place? You know what? Place? Not yet. Okay. Uh, the South Korean law does not yet have clauses that can help prevent these crimes. Uh, researchers have pointed out that many of these romance scams take the form of the victim making payment via credit or fake websites set up by the criminals. Uh, You know, this is not specified as a situation in which payment can be suspended Mm. by laws. And uh, researchers also stress that in order to minimize damage from these scams, uh, the, the latest methods of crimes and related clues have to be forwarded, shared uh, to the investigative authorities so they can come up with proper measures. Okay, so one mm. step at a time. Uh, yep. Romance scams, from what I understand, often involve fraudulent identities created with stolen images. Yes. Um, they usually are, are very attractive, yep, right? Yep, that's right. And they usually concoct a story that is captivating, right? Yeah. Um, last week, just last week, the mm. South Korean embassy in Mexico issued a warning about the spread of similar crimes that victimize Korean women. So criminals assume the identity of attractive young Korean men mm. uh, with well-paying jobs and their goal, again, is very simple. It's to swindle money. There are countless documentaries yep. now out on some of the more high-profile swindle cases, mm-hmm. right? And the biggest problem problem is that too many of them got away with yes it. that's right all right now that we're talking about it we're definitely more on mm-hmm. alert all right on to our final uh, buzzword of the day taipei's hottest new menu item is oh no really yes um it's it's basically a giant cockroach from the ocean uh, it looks <laughs> very 
quite alien-esque, I have to say. And I don't discriminate when it comes to food. <laughs> right? And this is a 14-legged crustacean we're talking about. See, 14-legged, I just, I stop there because what, what creature I want to eat has 14 <laughs> legs and I, I, do we need more items on the menu? So many questions. And the biggest one being, why why, why is this in demand? Yeah, it's a, it's a new dish that was okay. developed by this uh, ramen restaurant in Taipei. Uh, and people are lining up uh, for both pictures and to actually taste this bowl of noodles. So this it's actually a bowl of noodles and there's, a, again, a giant isopod, a crustacean <laughs> sitting on top of the bowl that covers the noodles. Okay, so now we're, we're streaming the image. Yeah, and, there we go. Okay, so I Some people think it looks cute. Cute? Yeah. It's not how I want to describe my food either. <laughs> That's also that's a good point. I've all, I've seen comments on social media where you know customers have actually eaten the dish and shared photos. Said I I don't know it looks really cute. You know what? I guess cute is better than disgusting because in my head it was yeah. so much worse. And a lot of these like horror films and shows <laughs> I've been watching uh, for some reason on streaming sites is not helping. Okay, yeah. it's not so cute anymore when you lift it and reveal the fourteen legs and the face. Um, more than one hundred people have joined a waiting list. There's actually a waiting list no. to die at this particular restaurant and uh, it's simply cooked it's it's just steamed okay you know okay. so uh you know they they remove all the guts of course there's no you know unpleasant smell okay uh you know they they steam the isopod for like 10 minutes okay. it's a really simple cooking process okay and i'd imagine We're looking at the innards too now <sighs> lovely yeah. these images is it appetizing because i feel like you might yeah. have a you know what? Stomach. Uh, people who have actually eaten this okay. uh, this uh, crustacean have said it's it tastes like a cross between a crab and lobster. That sounds so delicious. That's delicious. Okay. Yeah. So maybe we can just cut out the legs and give me the meat. I mean, then I wouldn't be so you know what, you're right. judgmental. I, I have a thing with food. Well, food looking uh -huh. like the ingredient before yeah. it was cooked. <laughs> But you know what? We live in an age of social media and uh, that's exactly what they're aiming for. They want, you know, their customers to take photos and share it <laughs> on the Internet. It got your attention. I mean, I got to say. And it's not really cheap either. For a bowl of uh, this, uh, you know, giant crustacean ramen, it costs around 48 U.S. dollars, 1,480 Taiwan dollars. Mm. And uh, these creatures, they dwell at the bottom of the ocean, actually. They eat... <sighs> About just anything, even like rotten flesh of fish. So some researchers have uh, warned against potential health risks, uh, saying that these largely unknown species may contain toxins or heavy metals such as mercury. But again, more studies have to be conducted to confirm okay. this. Okay, and I'm assuming in really small dosages, it's probably not lethal. Uh, however, this is the latest trend. Would you be brave enough to try it out? I think once people try it, yeah. they don't try it again. It's just for the novelty factor. Do you know what? I mean absolutely yeah. and it's about bragging rights I did exactly. it first you don't get to do it yeah. are you on the waiting list <laughs> I'm good Erica Me I'm too. good with my good old <laughs> lobsters and crabs and shrimp, and shrimp. even mm. lobsters look pretty disgusting yeah. in the ocean I must say <laughs> <laughs> thank you very Pleasure. much I'll see you tomorrow. see you tomorrow if you're listening to our program using the podcast service just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time so tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.